0: Welcome to the Ponderosa, my friends, for an evening of songs and stories about the American West.
1: Hi, I'm Troy McClure. I, I was born uh, with two uh, left feet.
2: I never wanted to be away
1: from her. Of course, he's got to hear the war drums all the time. Because I'm the real article. What you see is what you get. They joined the royal flying
2: kind I like it. It's
1: good. You're eating maggots. How do they taste? I may be super, but <laughs> I am no hero. Your stepmom is cute, though. Shut up, Ted. Remember when I asked her to the prom? What's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted
3: girl who can't act.
4: I'm not going to lie on the bathroom floor all day. I'm going to lie here on the counter.
1: If you don't let me gut out this house and make it my own, I will go insane and I will take you with me! I need to be taken seriously once more.
4: I'm a trisexual, I'll try anything once.
2: He'd walk all cocky in the street, but his braid would be so crooked. Now I need your help to get back to the year
5: 1985. I remembered who uh, Andre the Giant
6: was. He, uh, he was
5: a giant and he went by the name of uh, <clears throat> Andre.
6: The three of us, that's it.
1: That's all that matters.
2: It's
3: making me mental. It's the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Godzilla
2: has just walked out of Tokyo Bay.
1: I'm pregnant. Pregnancy, it can often lead to an infant.
0: Dave's not here!
5: I'm coming to you and I'm asking for your help.
1: Please.
0: The how and the who is just scenery for the public. and prevents him from asking the most important question, why?
1: No, 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 don't. Daddy.
0: I am serious. And don't call me Shirley.
1: Hey,
4: you're listening to your favorite Canadian. This is our journey to find your favorite Canadian actor. I am one of your hosts, Christine, and I am so pleased to welcome you back to round two. For those of you who weren't with us for round one, here's how things worked. Our panel of friends and colleagues all championed actors from a long list of nominees in an effort to determine who is your favorite Canadian actor. Your votes decided who from each head to head was advancing into round two, which brings us to today, the beginning of our second round. So in round one, each of our sort of champions talked about a particular actor. Now they've all gone back and chosen a work of film or television to represent each of the actors who won their head-to-head. And now as a group, we're watching those selections and we're coming together to discuss them and find out you know, whether or not that changes our votes. Um, and also to give you a little more context for voting in this second round. So I'm going to bring you back to a conversation that my co-host Keith and I had with the panel recently to discuss the first matchup of this round. The actors in work's opening round two are Mary Pickford in Coquette, and Nev Campbell in Scream. Let's hear what the panel had to say. So welcome back to our panel. We've got Mark and Dan and Heather and Matt, who of course, hopefully you all know, um, but also joining us for the first time on this episode, we have Shoelle. Shoelle, welcome to your favourite Canadian.
6: Thank you. Glad Yay, to be Joelle. here.
5: Um, round two is as noted in the intro. It's a little different. Uh, are you guys excited to watch projects by our lovely remaining nominees?
2: I am I really enjoyed the beginning of this round.
5: So this episode 1 we have uh the late Mary Pickford represented by me, um nominated by me and uh she's uh she's in Coquette and we we all watched Coquette from 1929 mm-hmm. and also a uh, Nev Campbell which was uh she was nominated by a listener <laughs> and uh championed in round 1 by Mel on Mel's behalf. I uh nom I through Scream up as the one she's going to be Mm -hmm. uh, considered for. So we have Coquette versus Scream, Nev Campbell versus Mary Pickford. So let's talk about Coquette. Uh, Coquette, I thoroughly enjoy this movie. I could probably watch it, you know, it could be one of these ones that's on the the once a year list for me. Mary Pickford appearing and actually speaking for the first time in Coquette was at the time sort of compared to like Elizabeth Berkeley doing Showgirls or like when people first started seeing Bob Saget's stand-up routine, it was like, <laughs> what the hell? This person is not as clean as we thought. Um, but while it's that's true in theme, it's, it's definitely an understatement because at the time, Pickford was like the biggest female star of her time um, when there were really very few stars. Um, for a lot of viewers seeing America's Sweetheart with her hair bobbed and she's playing like an a sexualized being um, at the time that's actually more akin to like Mr. Rogers appearing in Deep Throat. Now, I picked Coquette for several reasons. Um, it's Mary Pickford's most famous and best talkie, in my opinion. Uh, and technically, though, we'll laugh at this these days. The the sound quality in, in Coquette is actually uh, amazing for its time. The early sound performances were were, were quite hammy. They were like really bad dinner theater. And uh, the films were loaded with stage actors who had good, strong voices, but didn't really had yet to adapt them to the to the screen. They were skilled in sort of this big pantomime. But uh, again, they weren't used to microphones. So the fact that almost every line in this film is 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 audible is is something to be said for the time. Everything is bigger. It's it's certainly not a. uh, it's certainly not something that you would see like a, a brooding type, a, a James Dean-ish. But for its time, these performances are, are quite understated and subtle. Um, it's also the role that got her her Academy Award. It was the beginning of the end for Mary Pickford. Unlike many of her contemporaries who couldn't make the transition to the sound area, era, she, uh, she made the jump... But the issue for her was that the public didn't want to see a grown-up Mary Pickford. She was 37 years old. Uh, she was approaching 40. It was time to, uh, time to grow up and, uh, and, and to not be a little girl anymore. Um, so as her career started to slide down in her case it's it's not really because she couldn't do the talkies it's because she just didn't want to be a uh, she didn't want to be a 16 year old or a 14 year old anymore and i would argue that this 92 year old movie actually stands up better in all forms except the technical aspect than most of many of the recent entries and that's my pitch for mary pickford
0: Uh, Yeah, I thought it was uh, it was great. Um, Definitely holds up for a movie that old. There were definitely interesting moments in the direction where you could see sort of um, shots that felt like they were from a silent film. Mm -hmm. And and they gave, I think, Mary Pickford a good chance to show off some of her acting chops with her face, Mm -hmm. almost like in a theatrical sort of sense. But she was she she showed a lot of range. I guess in this particular project, there were moments where she was, you know, light and fluffy and fun, but then also deeply serious or really sad and then gets a little manic later on. But uh, yeah, it was, you know, you could say it's a product of its time, but there's, it was really cool to see something so far removed from the norms we're used to nowadays. Yeah,
4: I agree with you, Mark. And i found while I was watching it, I was quite, um, like, I was quite taken with her. I felt like, despite the fact that acting style, like film acting has changed so much since that time, that I really felt like she was so committed to every moment and, like, I kind of felt like I believed it, do you know what I mean? As opposed to her sort of putting on a caricature that you realize is like, doesn't feel really organic. Um, This like style of acting is something that we maybe still see on stage, but less so in film. But I was really, I just found her really compelling. What is it about it that you felt kind of still holds up in 2021?
0: Um, I guess maybe for myself anyway, it definitely had a little bit of a theatery vibe. and And I do enjoy live theater. But just, like, the, the twists and turns, like, the story wasn't really overly simplified or dumbed down. The performances mm. weren't too, like, I don't know, I find a, a lot of the older, older stuff I watch, it's a little, the style of it's a little more, I guess, ham-fisted, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. There's 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 subtlety to it that um, I think carries it through. And, and like you said, she's very engaging. And uh, there's a lot of charisma in the performance and, and drew you in and, and made it believable. Yeah. So it it didn't it wasn't it didn't feel overly stylized like some of the directional stuff did, but right. not the performances.
4: Yeah, she's also a producer, so it's probably not accidental that she had so many of those <laughs> like interesting shots and um, in that she kind of I, I felt like she stole really every scene that she was in. It was all about Mary Pickford in that film.
2: I agree about the scene stealing. Um, I think that she was the best actor in the film for sure. There, there, there were a couple of actors where I'm like, ah, dude, well. <laughs> you know, the, her brother? <laughs> her brother yeah. was the worst. And like, I mean, when he's just like lighting, you know, trying to prove that he, he's a man because he can smoke and he's like fake coughing and stuff. And even when they went to go chase, there's this one scene where they go off into the woods to try to find her and they're yelling her name and like skipping like, no, like, you know, trying to find her and everything. And. And it was just like, oh, God, like, I, f- I found that the two love interests were, were pretty decent. But I found mm. everyone else in the film, or I, I should say the two, um, not love interests, the one love interest and the other guy is pursuing her. Right. Like those, mm. those guys were good. But everyone else was, like like he said, very, very, like, stage acting, over the top, those big mannerisms. And then when she's there doing her scenes, she's just, like, miles ahead of everybody else. And man, that it got dark quick. I thought it, it was sure a screwball yeah. screw comedy I where she'd be at the thing, dance. Yeah. And she'd be like, oh, no, they're both here at the same time. And it's like, no, no, uh, it ends in suicide. It's like, oh, Jesus. Like It's just so, <laughs> it gets dark fast, man. We, like,
0: we should probably put a spoiler alert spoiler on this one. Alerts, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, it is 92 years old. I mean, you can't see it now. I mean, spoiler <laughs> yeah. alert for this 92-year-old film that you
0: that up. The first time I saw it. Uh, yeah. that's one of the fun things about the way this round is set up, You're getting exposed to things you normally wouldn't check out.
4: I was actually looking at like reading the Wikipedia for it as the film started and I was like, What happens? <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 Sorry, it's gonna take that turn because it really feels like comedy right now. It did. Yeah. Yeah, and it yeah. just
2: takes that quick it that little twist right after the dance. It just got really, really dark.
4: I like, though, that we had an opportunity to hear her speak. I think it was a good choice by Keith to um, to offer up this particular selection. Anybody else have any comments on Coquette?
3: Um, I, yeah, I agree with what you guys are saying very much. It was the first thing, actually, that I've ever seen of Mary Pickford, and I did not look into the movie at all before watching it, so I was not knowing what was going to happen either. And at first I was like, oh, okay, we're going to watch this movie now about her being you know, the little ditzy blonde, the coquette, (laughs) like, okay, like, she can do this well, but this is going to get old. And then like, as it went on, and of course, the story evolves, and her character evolves, and you see like, suddenly she has like, acting chops. And you're really, like you said, really captivated by her, even though like, a lot of times you watch these old movies, and you're kind of like, you're not able to get as sucked in because you see the difference in the you know, in the filming style, the acting style, like it's it's a lot more kind of disconnected from what we're used to today. You were just really kind of drawn in and you were like, oh God, like what's going to happen? And to go from her at the beginning and then like her on the stand in the courtroom, like mm-hmm. the, two, the juxtaposition, like, yeah, I was quite, I was quite impressed.
0: Yeah, after hearing uh, Keith's pitch, actually, I'm wondering if some of these choices were like, you know, meta-intentional, where, like, she has a little speech about how she doesn't want to be a coquette anymore, mm. and, like, you gotta wonder if that's not just the character, but that's Mary Pickford as an actor trying to show everybody that, you know, she's grown up, and now that she's doing talkies, to take her more seriously.
6: I agree with everyone so far. I, uh, this was also, uh, uh, like Heather, this was my first, um, exposure to Mary Pickford, and I got to say, I wasn't super excited to sit there and watch an old movie because <laughs> I just, I don't have the attention span for them most of the time. So I did take it in a couple of sed- sittings <laughs> and I, I actually like agree with everything because I did, I find it, I found it kind of like a little slow and thought it was just going to be a silly comedy and you know, she, she definitely drew me in, and her presence, you know, you could see that she was theatrically trained. Um, yeah, she just, she stood out, she glowed amongst all of the rest of the cast. And I didn't, I, I kind of read up on it, like, kind of halfway through, and I didn't see that dark turn coming. Um, and, because mm. the premise at the beginning is quite silly. Would they have ever captured this kind of, this these range of emotions and these dark topics back then? Like considering this is one of the first um pictures with audio she was quite captivating and i think she she yeah she definitely made this movie you know quite a triumph all around uh for that day and age pretty impressive i was pleasantly surprised at the end (laughs) yeah
3: i was sort of struck as well like especially a lot of the um you know the older movies the women are always so like you know immaculate and they're just like beautiful and so composed and so ladylike and everything else and you know, they often don't let themselves kind of sway out of that. And it started off with her being, you know, this this beautiful, like, sought-after, perfectly put-together little female. And then you kind of cut to the scene of her running through the woods. And in some ways, it was kind of comical, the way it was sort of filmed. But in other ways, it was very, like, raw. And, like, you didn't... It didn't matter that she looked a bit silly or that she was, like... Like, she clearly just kind of let herself go and wasn't as concerned about you know about looking so perfect or so feminine or so like she was just it was just very like natural.
4: You know, I can't help but notice we haven't heard from Matt yet and everyone else is really in favor of Coquette oh. <laughs> and Mary Pickford so far.
1: So I uh I'm curious to know what you're thinking, Matt. Yeah, yeah, no, sure, hear me out. <laughs> I I did not like the movie as much as everybody else. That's that's a no doubter. I you know, it's just not my kind of movie um and that's fine i'm not saying it was you know some piece of trash or anything that's absurd it was a good movie it's an academy award-winning movie um it was fine it's just not my kind of movie i was dreading watching this movie i was like oh for fuck's sake like what what does this guy got us watching here from the 20s for goodness sake i put it on (laughs) and you know it's funny because i i was here with uh my kid last weekend And she saw a picture of Skeletor on the internet. She's like, what's that? I'm like, oh my God, that's from He-Man. It's awesome. Let's watch it right now. I put on He-Man. She's like, ugh. I'm not watching this. It's from the old times. like, ah, and I was frustrated. Uh, But whatever, that's uh, my point is, is that I had that bad attitude going into it. But I sat there, I watched the whole thing. No, I didn't love the movie, but you know what I did? I was into it. I paid attention and I would not have done that if it weren't for two people, the obvious Mary Pickford. But hey, shout out to the guy who played her dad, which I loved her dad Mm -hmm. in that movie. That's I guess uh I was I was pleasantly surprised in a way, but I mean I'm not gonna watch it again.
4: I have a question for everybody then. So overall, does this bump Mary Pickford up your list at
2: all? Yes.
4: It sure did for me. Yes like and I think I think Keith and I, you know, had a little sidebar at some point and he had a feeling I would love the movie. And there were there are some parts of it that are that are that are cringy for me and sort of like a social sense um that it's sad the the positions that we have put women in a lot of times over the years that's a little hard to, to swallow mm-hmm. but um but I sure loved her performance and I'm happy to have like taken the time to watch that movie and I don't know if it's going to be on my annual watch list like Keith's, but <laughs> um but yeah definitely like it definitely pushed Mary Pickford up the list for me
2: yeah me, me too coming into this I knew three things about Mary Pickford I knew she was a Canadian I knew she was a silent film star, and I knew she was a founding member of United Artists, and that's just basically because I used to go to trivia night every week for like five years. <laughs> um, so I never really watched anything she was in. I've seen like clips of stuff on YouTube and like old, uh, you know, documentaries about silent film and you know uh, history of film and stuff, and she's in it. But this was the first time I ever actually saw her. Uh, perform anything and she's her reputation is well deserved for sure
5: now let's talk about scream 1996's scream is for better or worse it's the movie that sort of shortly reopened the horror movie genre to the mass market for several years prior horror at least at the com- commercial level was a complete non-issue some might argue that it really hadn't been, barring a few exceptions in the 1930s, the top movie genre uh, of its time, which uh, Scream never quite, the, the, sorry, horror never quite made it to the top, but it certainly, uh, certainly rolled on well. In the 90s, uh, the slasher flick was all but dead, and it kind of gave through to actually more mainstream and more critically acclaimed psychological horror films. Um, and by the 90s, except for the occasional reappearance of the, the unholy trinity of Freddy, Jason and Michael Myers, we didn't see much uh, from horror that got much press. And I'm talking mainstream. Um, there was the odd hit, but by, by and large, uh, the genre was, uh, again, from a pop culture mainstream standpoint, pretty much dead. Um, now, earlier in the series, Matt said he doesn't like his horror movies to be cute, and he's definitely right. But I think the dollar value that the Screams brought in uh, would beg to beg to differ with him. I picked Scream on behalf of Mel because it's really the Nev Campbell project with apologies to our Party of Five fans that people are going to best remember. I think she does a very solid job as the tough, damaged, but not broken, Sydney. And she uh reinnovates. She doesn't reinvent, but she reinnovates the classic Scream Queen in a, in, a, in a modern, updated way. Performance-wise, I think Nev Campbell is extremely solid. She avoids a lot of nuance that could have been major pitfalls as we see if the Drew Barrymore character had sort of continued on as the lead. Um, now, the pu- horror purist might hate the comparison, but I believe that Nev Campbell is closer... Uh, to a Jamie Lee Curtis, Heather Langekamp, Janet Lee, than she is to the nameless, faceless, and oftentimes topless women of the slasher flick horror movie genre. Scream, despite its many faults, and it definitely gets cute, certainly in the uh, sequels, uh, is is, is a solid movie that stood up, stood the test of time a lot better than I thought it would. Um, It is not my type of horror movie, but Nev Campbell does a fantastic job with what she's given.
4: All right, so what did we
1: think about Scream? Can I go first this time? Please do. I hate Scream, okay? I am the horror movie guy. You know, people know, like, that guy who's, like, too into horror movies. I'm that guy with my group of friends. Gosh almighty, I can't stand this movie. Scream, first of all, Wes Craven, he already did this cute meta horror horror thing with the new Nightmare. It's a Freddy Krueger movie. And the actors play themselves in the movie. And it's actually scary. I thought Scream hold, held up, sorry, horribly. This guy, Skeet, is, it, is his name Skeet, the Johnny Depp guy? Yeah. Anyway, he is so date rapey, you can barely stand to look at him in the movie. He has two expressions. He's constantly glaring at Nev Campbell like he wants to eat her alive. Like it telegraphs the fact that he's the villain almost as soon as you lay your eyes on him because he's such a creep you're like well this this guy is and you know he just proceeds to prove it scene after scene after scene (laughs) nev campbell in this movie portrays every emotion by pursing her lips and squinting her eyes she is the worst final girl i have ever seen in a horror movie heather langenkamp is an Academy Award-winning actress next to this performance. I could not believe when I watched it in retrospect just how absolutely shit this movie was. And I don't think Nev Campbell is a bad actress. I don't know what was going on with this movie. I don't know what was going on with Res Craven. Yes, it made a bucket load of money. It shat out hundreds of shitty imitations some more enjoyable than the original you know and then we get more of the more of them they're making another one of these things without Wes Craven now so it it really is uh he really did give birth to another franchise that that will start to eat itself gosh gosh I don't like this movie (laughs)
4: thanks for that Matt (laughs) I um can I I ask
5: Matt a question yeah sorry Matt, this was just something I was wondering when I was watching it. Do you prefer, I don't even know if you would have seen it, but do you prefer this to uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer or vice versa?
1: I prefer I Know What You Did Last mm. Summer. It's sleazier. Horror should be sleazy. You know what okay. else I hate about Scream? They make this joke about you're going to see a, like a topless girl. Like, oh, here comes the topless girl. And then they don't give you a topless girl. Fuck this movie. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but this wasn't going for a typical horror movie feel, though. I mean, we talked about um, Coquette being a product of its time, but my God, is this movie a product of its time? (laughs) It's so meta and so referential to the whole genre. And it kind of reminds me of, you know, like hanging out with your friend who's just a little too into something that you kind of like, but even you have a hard time keeping up with them. But just my problem
1: the- Mark, was we just saw this. He just made that movie like yeah. a couple of years before. He just he's making the same movie twice at this point with his cute little meta shit.
0: But not as many people saw that other movie, right? That wasn't as big a blockbuster.
3: What other know? movie are we referencing?
0: Uh, a new nightmare. The new nightmare.
3: Oh, okay. I never heard of it. Never
0: <laughs> heard of it. Exactly what I'm saying, you know what I mean? Like this movie wasn't This movie was made for horror fans who want to talk to people who aren't horror fans about horror, not people who want to hide in a dark room and talk about exactly like when the boom mic sneaks into the frame during, you know, summer camp two or whatever. It's, it's, it's target audience is definitely a a broader one. So I am not saying you're unjustified in hating it. It sounds like it was made for someone like you to hate it. Um, (laughs) I was kind of surprised at, how it i thought it held up i was i I saw it in theaters like all the other schmucks back in the day they got my money um and yeah it was pretty good i'm not the hugest of horror fans i actually i love the documentaries about horror movies and all the behind Mm -hmm. the scenes stuff but actually watching them it can get a little silly sometimes but um I, i think she did a pretty good job all things considered the way it's set up and uh you know, beating you over the head with the fact that Skeet Ulrich is the killer is supposed to be the red herring, which is too cute. So I, I, I totally get that. But um I think she showed a decent amount of range. Like the way that the story goes gives her opportunities to do more than just run and scream. You know, the fact that the killer's just a regular dude and they beat him up a bit, you know, he he takes some licks and they, they can fight back and, and that sort of stuff. Uh I, I thought it was pretty good.
4: I think I'm more with Matt on this one with the exception of like, I didn't think that the gratuitous nudity <laughs> was necessary, <laughs> but, um, but I did find. Wait, no, let, let, after... me,
1: let me clarify. I'm sorry, Christine, real quick. I don't think sure. gratuitous nu- nudity is necessary. I think Wes Craven was a shitty writer and director to make <laughs> that joke and not deliver a punchline.
4: <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Um. But either way, I think like. Sorry. In, pr- in Craven's
1: first... defense, he didn't
5: write it. Yeah. He's he I mean come on he's the boss. It's West yeah, that's true. He's yeah, the absolutely. boss. If he wanted to do that, he if he didn't want to do that, he could have said no.
4: No, I uh, the thing I was going to agree with you on, Matt, was that I found like her I don't find that there was enough range of reaction from her to keep me interested. So after her first like scream scene, I was kind of kind of bored. With her and knowing that there was so much of the movie left with Nev Campbell, I was like, oh no, I don't really have much to look forward to here. And I'm not a huge horror fan to begin with. I find they're sort of like fun. And I think this one was was made for people who are maybe kind of new, aren't really that into the genre, aren't interested in comparing it to older, you know, horror films, a younger audience. I mean, that's like I felt like I was the right demographic for it when it came out. And I remember my friends and I all saw it, but Um, but as far as watching it now, I don't, I I wouldn't have any motivation to watch Scream. You know what I mean? Now, I feel like there might be some, like, other possible horror movie fans here.
3: Okay, I am a huge horror movie fan. (laughs) And this movie definitely has a demographic. And I was, like Christine, I was the demographic. As a kid in the 80s, which was, like, such a quintessential time for horror movies, I was terrified of horror movies. so. As I got older and got into them, of course, I was watching all these like old, like 80s, movies. not old, but, you know, watching all these movies that had long been out. And so this was the first kind of big budget horror movie that had come out like and had really been highly marketed since since a long time. It what it did sort of appeal to that, you know, I hate to say it, but that kind of like teenage girl demographic. And I enjoyed it at the time. I'm not sure I agree with Mark and that it hold, I think it holds up OK, But I agree a lot more with Matt about the creepiness of Skeet Ulrich and just, like, (laughs) just, you know, certain things just not holding up. On the Dev Campbell side, I really do not like Dev Campbell. And this movie, like Christine, after a few minutes, I was like, oh, God, I don't know exactly how long the movie was. But I was like, we have a long time of this. And like Matt said, the pursing of the lips, the nasal talking, like, she kind of just has, like, one reaction one major emotional reaction and that's kind of what she does and so as far as the movie itself was kind of fun i would put it in the fun category as far as neb campbell goes <laughs> yeah i mean i think it's hard
4: to tell sometimes what is the the actor and what is the writing and what is the directing but if you have somebody who's just a really compelling performer they can push past some you know weaker writing or weaker direction but i i just didn't find that her performance particularly in this movie didn't really make me didn't grab me didn't make me want to watch more and um and it's a horror film so it you should be kind of like clinging to the next scene you know and i didn't really feel like i cared what happened in the next scene i sort of kind of felt like i'd seen it already you're
3: watching a horror movie and rooting for the main character to be murdered I think that's <laughs> no.
1: Christine, there's even an example in the movie of what you just said. Matthew Lillard is awesome in that movie, so I don't think it's the writing. Right. I don't think it's I agree job. with
3: that,
4: sentiment. He was Matthew wicked
1: Lillard. in that movie.
4: Yeah, that's a fair point. Shoelle, any thoughts on yeah. scream?
6: I agree with Heather. <laughs> uh, I <guess> I've never, <laughs> ever liked Ned Campbell. I'm sure she's lovely, but I can't stand her on screen. I think it's that just whiny kind of character she kind of always plays, and snarky kind of saucy way um, I didn't get to see the movie in its entirety in the last 30 years but um, yeah I'm, I'm not into big horror movies This I would, when it came out I would have been 16 um, so it would have been targeted at, at my generation I remember seeing it in the theater I don't think I was too impressed at the time I did like Matthew Lillard and Skeet Ulrich at the time <laughs> but I'm over that. And yeah, I agree with what Matt said. I can't, I can't speak to it in, in, in its entirety. Cause I, I only saw clips today, but, um, I did like that Nev's character was kind of not helpless. Um, like the helpless kind of female, she was pretty tough and she was pretty resilient. Um, and I think that did come through, um, considering what she was up against. And I think that's all I have to say really, but I agree with a lot of what's been said. Um, with Christine and and Matt and Heather so far. So yeah, I'm curious to see what else people have to say.
2: (laughs) Dan, my whole take on this film is that I don't think this movie really knew what it was. It didn't know if it was a spoof or a horror movie. And I did a little research and I found out actually the original title of this movie was actually scary movie. Which is so funny because that's what the Wayne Brothers spoof movie they made a few years later was titled. A scary movie. So I didn't really know if it was a spoof, if, if it's a horror. Like I found the first five minutes of this film with the Drew Barrymore scene the best five minutes of the whole movie. And I don't really think that says that Drew Barrymore is necessarily a better actor than Nev Candle. She just had way more to work with. Because that opening scene is awesome. And then it starts to go downhill skeet alrich showing up at her house at the, you know and dropping the phone and and oh who is it and then we think it's the fawns for a while and it's like okay it's not the fawns and then the fawns <laughs> gets killed for some reason and then the, the fawns the... was good in this he was he was <laughs> and he then they a have a party there. they have a party because the teacher died and the school's canceled I'm like who are these asshole kids that have a And then, oh, anyways, the movie didn't really know, really, I don't think if it was trying to be a spoof movie or if it was trying to be a horror movie. And I don't necessarily think that's the actor's fault. Like, I think that, you know, in this situation, Mary Pickford definitely had a better script to work with than Nev Campbell. Um, That said, it is Nev Campbell's most famous film that she is in. It's her most famous role. There were four Scream films that she was in, maybe, I believe. Um, Yes. Yeah, and uh, it's... You know, it's unfortunate because I, I think she is a good actor, but I mean, yeah, What? look what she had to work with, though. I mean, I, I don't know if it's necessarily her fault that she was in a movie where Wes Craven was like, I just want to make some money. So
4: <laughs> so any final thoughts on Nev Campbell? And did this change kind of where you would put her on your list of, of favorite Canadian actors?
1: Yeah, I put her at the bottom.
3: <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, I'm <laughs> with that.
0: <laughs> i i didn't put her that high to begin with but i'm not going to drop her to the bottom at this point i didn't yeah. think it's as bad as all y'all but <laughs> i but
2: think she's, she's one of those alone. i think she's one of those actors that just kind of always end up being famous for being in really popular not so well written things
3: yeah i agree with dan i think she was <laughs> the right book and the right scripts in the early 90s but I, I just I don't think she has a lot of range I just I'm yet to see it anyways
2: well is maybe we should
6: oh, sorry go ahead
2: oh no I was just saying look, well maybe she'll get her Jane Wick someday and the internet will fall in love with her and she'll come <laughs> back and save the world
4: <laughs> so you know I think I think what we want to know now is really of the two because again this is like another head-to-head so are you voting for Mary Pickford or Nev Campbell? And who do you think the audience is going to vote for? <laughs> do we even have to ask? <laughs> yes. I think I know, but let's uh, just let's just say it out loud. I'd say
0: it's a clear Mary Pickford.
4: Is anybody not voting for
0: Mary Pickford? No. For, <laughs> okay. for us, I wouldn't say it's so clear with the audience.
4: Yeah, well, that's and I want to hear gonna what be you think about the audience vote. So, so Mark, who do you think the audience is going for?
0: That's tough. Uh depends on who shows up. I mean, uh Nev Campbell's definitely still the more recognizable mm-hmm. name out of all of them. And I don't know how many people are even going to bother voting just to vote against Nev Campbell. Matt would definitely do that. I don't know if everyone else is that into it though. <laughs> um so yeah, that's that's a tricky one. I, I I'd say Mary Pickford deserves it for sure, but I really don't know. That's tough. Yeah.
4: That's my plea too. Is like just, just please go watch Coquette, and then it's like no mm. contest. Yeah. That's um, what I was
3: gonna say more than more so than guessing what the audience would do, I'm just gonna beseech the audience to give Coquette a chance. It's an hour and a half, and trust me, it, even if you hate old movies or you find them boring or you don't think like you will get through this and you will enjoy it and you will see that Mary Pickford does have some serious chops and. Don't just vote Nev Campbell because you don't want to watch an old movie.
0: (laughs) Because you watched Wild Things as a sixteen-year-old boy,
4: (laughs) Danny boy. Who are you vote, or who do you think the audience is voting for?
2: I think Nev Campbell will win it. I think just because of her, she's just um, you know she's just a little more um, modern. I guess I'm trying to think of a (laughs) the right term to use, and I think of a lot of people do go see Coquette. Uh, and that first like two or three minutes, I will admit it full heartedly. I did enjoy it, but I was rolling my eyes, thinking, "Keith, what did you drag me into?" But then, <laughs> as the film moved on, it went into my my more my my film more uh, dark sensibilities and the way movies turn. I really ended up liking it. But I think like if you look at the first five minutes of Coquette, the first five minutes of Scream, Scream will definitely bring in some uh, some more eyeballs for sure. So I think Nev Campbell's gonna probably win. And we're going to be funny. watching Party of Five.
1: Isn't it funny how the best part of Scream is the part she's not in?
2: Yeah.
1: She <laughs> <laughs> hasn't been introduced yet. Ooh.
2: <laughs> I just, so I much more thought in that that scene. They put so much thought into, if they would have put as much thought into the rest of the, sk- uh, the script as they did that first five minutes.
0: I, I think you might be missing a little bit of what they were trying to do, Dan. Not to like super defend the movie, but like the, the 80s horror boom came from them being really cheap to produce. Uh-huh. So, like, making them sleazy and, and having twists and turns and making it fun was the point. That first five minutes of Scream feels like uh, just a regular old horror movie. But then they uh-huh. tried doing all the cute, polished – it is a little bit of a send-up while still trying to be a horror movie. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. I, it, I see what you're saying. It, like, they the, the kind of served it up. Like, this is a horror film, what you're watching, and this is what we're going to – we're going to deconstruct it.
0: Yeah.
3: I have to say that in response to Dan's vote, I think I think sometimes our audience surprises us though. We've had a few of these debates where we've always thought like the more, you know, modern actor, will say, would get it, but I don't know. I think I think maybe we should give our audience a little more credit.
4: Joel nah. or Matt, do you uh do you agree or disagree with d- the direction this is going?
6: Um I would have to take a hard pass on Neb Campbell, <laughs> and I'm going to go, uh, Mary Pickford all the way. Um, I don't know what our audience will think. I am, um, it's, that's a toss up for me. Um, but I, like Heather would, would, um, I would hope that they would watch, um, Coquette and, and be pleasantly surprised as well. I, but who knows i have no idea the joy in it (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. matt any last thoughts on this uh matchup
1: uh i guess uh only to uh put another mark on the tally with the popular sentiment that uh for better or for worse nev campbell will probably win and i can't wait to see her in round three if she does
5: (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, Matt, uh, I, I worry about the same. I mean, I'm a huge Mary Pickford um, and I really like Nev Campbell. I don't know why. Um, I do when the rest of you do um, I, I really, I really like her, but I, 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 am always worried when it's somebody really good from yesterday against somebody okay from today. Um, and I know Nev Campbell's peak was a little while ago, but, uh, our market seems to be people around our age. Um, so we'll see how it goes. So that's Mary Pickford against uh, Nev Campbell. Guys, thanks very much for coming in tonight.
0: Thanks for having us.
6: Yeah.
5: And that is all she wrote for uh, episode one of round two. Now, if you want to vote for Mary Pickford against Nev Campbell, you can certainly do that over at our Facebook group. It is uh, facebook.com slash And we'd love to hear from you there, or on Twitter, also at favecanpod. We are now being hosted over at Podbean, and that's uh, lionsdenaudio.podbean.com. And uh, you'll also be able to find us on Spotify, iTunes, and uh, everywhere great podcasts are found. And voting on this poll will be open until April 30th, and this round we're doing things a little different, about halfway through the... uh, through the round, we're going to stop and have a special episode where we reveal the results. So we're going to keep them close to our chest for a couple of a uh, couple of months. And uh, partway through the round, we're going to start dropping who won what. And then we'll do it again at the end of the round. So with that note, uh, wherever you are and whenever you are, thanks for listening.